Hey, did you know that our podcast is sponsored by Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What's up, This Connected fam? I'm joined by... Michael. Our youth co-host to our show, This Connected with Catholic Thought Dad. And we welcome you back and thank you for listening in. We're going to have some honest talk, share some experiences, point of views, highs and lows about faith and life in general. Today we have a topic that are most times avoided and not talked about at home, let alone at church. Our panel crew of young people tonight will talk about depression, anxiety, and mental health. Hopefully, we'll be able to connect generations in situations where what you hear may not necessarily be agreeable to you, but definitely be listened to. At the end, we hope that what you hear would say to you that this connected. Our title for episode 11 is Broken and Blessed. Here we go. Hello, Disconnected Fam. You know, tonight the title of our episode is Broken and Blessed. And what's that about? Well, when we came up with this topic, I mean this title, the topic that that comes about is depression, anxiety, mental health. And it's not necessarily mental health and depression and anxiety with all people, but mainly for young people because we're talking with young people here. And I have my co-host here, Michael, who's one of the teens at St. Mary's Youth Ministry. Um, And he's going to give us um, some facts right away with regards to to mental health. So take it away, Michael. One in five U.S. adults experience mental illness each year. One in 25 U.S. adults experience serious mental illness each year. One in six U.S. youth aged 16 through 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people aged 10 through 34. So that is a lot. You know, I, I heard that part where it says one in six U.S. youth aged 6 to 17, age 6 to 17, experience a mental health disorder each and every year. That's a serious situation. And as I said earlier in the in the intro, it's a it's an issue that we never talk about in the home, and it's also an issue that we never talk about. We hardly ever talk about. It. I mean, how many of you guys have ever heard that talked about at church? I mean, hardly ever. So right now, what we're gonna do is this connected fam. Catholic Dad is not here alone, just with Michael, because that would be awkward. But we have a panel crew of young people who are going to share with us some some really great information, some firsthand information with regards to their life, how they went about it, and so this is an important episode. And so, you know, come bring your friends, listen, and share this episode because this one's really important. So let's start with introductions, like we always do, so you guys know who's in our panel crew. 
course, you guys know me. I'm Catholic.Dad. My name's actually Arnell. I am the Catholic.Dad. And so let's start to my right with a co-host. Uh, I'm Michael. It's Michael with a K. You guys remember him from episode one? Michael with a K. And actually, he doesn't have string in his ears right now. He's actually have earrings. There you go. Now we're going to let that down. Right. Uh, my name's Leilani. I'm Dana. I'm Kimberly. I'm Aaron. Okay. So how many of you guys are still in high school? Um, I am. That's Michael. Me too. That's Leilani. And <laughs> the three of you, uh, Dana, um, Aaron, and Kimberly, you guys are already in college, right? Yes. Yeah. And Aaron and Kimberly, you guys are first year college yes all right so now that you guys know each and every one of these guys um let me ask you guys a question have you experienced depression have you observed depression anxiety within your life and and what was that about i mean are, are you willing to open up and share some of that information um with our with, with our catholic um panel out there um so who wants to shoot and tell us what it's like what is it that you're going through and what is it like I mean, for for some of those people out there who who don't know what we're talking about who you know I, I guarantee you there's people out there who say well why what's wrong with them like can't they just cheer up it's like what, what's going on that's like um, how do we fix it it's always how do we fix it you know, Catholic.dad works for and for his career has worked in the mental health field and so um, however I never really worked with young people I mean I worked in the Christian unit for like a year and a half and I, it's like oh I'm done and I've always worked with adults but what is it like for you guys I mean what is it that you've experienced what is it that that you're knowledgeable of and how did you go about doing it so Michael what is it that that you you're the co-host you asked to co-host this why did you ask to co-host this one um i asked to co-host this one because it's just very important to be able to hear other people's like i feel it's very important to, like to see how the people around you like their backgrounds and like i just like to see into and that, now you people's. shared with me that you know you have friends who've had depression You've had friends who had a difficult time. How does that affect you as, as a person who are, who's not struggling with depression or anxiety and things like that? Or is um, I mean, usually I don't ask like for them to share because it's usually at school. And of course, most people at school don't feel comfortable sharing. Mm -hmm. So I just like wonder like what's happening in their lives. Like how close are they to God? and just like what's happening like if their parents know if they're helping them yeah. so you're, you're experiencing that was we was we call as, as Catholics call the mystical body of Christ what one member of the body of Christ feels you're you're kind of um, having that compassion having an empathy and feeling for that but um, Lilani so share with us what what what's going on with you um well I feel like let's go back to like how you said though I, it just kind of caught my mind uh like how someone may feel when they're like depressed or they have mm -hmm. anxiety I feel like mostly when they're depressed they 
are really blinded by all the good things like they don't really see that they have support or that they're loved or that you know they have a family they have like friends i feel like they just they even though they don't want to focus on the bad it still comes and it, it you just kind of get like a wave of like you can't come back from it and you just i feel like you sometimes get sucked into like a hole i like at, at some point in my life i felt this way where like i felt like i get sucked into a hole where i feel like nobody can really help me and it's kind of hard because it like i know there i have support and i know i have a family but it's just hard to like realize that like there's god you know he can help me mm-hmm. it's just, i feel like it just takes time especially with me like i at some point i overcame that and it just took years and it took time and then it's i'm still growing from it but yeah it's just yeah <laughs> thank you for sharing like because it, it takes a strong person to share some of that and you know I don't want you guys to feel that this is like, you know, roundtable therapy, you know, this is cognitive <laughs> therapy. This is just a bunch of us talking. So make sure that, you know, we, we don't have this. It's kind of like a roundtable session. It's like, oh, it's your turn. Yes, yes. Shoot in any questions, any topics, anything that you want to share um, with regards to what we're talking about. I think it's important for our listeners out there to hear what your perspective is as a young emerging adult, as, a, as an adolescent what your perspective is so that when someone comes up to you like someone old like me or maybe even your parents uh, or even your your peers um, when they listen to you and says wow I really didn't approach that well and from hearing this this connected and I'm gonna move forward with that information that that I heard from from Aaron from Kimberly from Michael from Dana from 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 Lonnie so who, who wants to go next while we have that awkward pause. <laughs> um, well, I know, like, myself, um, when I was, like, really deep in that, I guess, like, kind of hole, like Leilani said, I felt really alone, and, like, it's hard to, like, realize that there's people that want to help you, and at some point when I was there, like, I did kind of realize that there's people there trying to help me and stuff, and, like, there was resources I could have taken and but like for me I just felt like if I would have like asked for help it would have made me seem like really vulnerable and like weak and um so I just like kept it all to myself and I just like I wanted to get through it myself I didn't want to take any help from anyone and like that was bad because like it just kept putting me like deeper and deeper into that hole and then like eventually I ended up regretting not asking people for help wow you know how many of you guys also feel it because you know like you're in that deep hole and by you know one of the things that we we do a poor job as as adults and as, as, a, as a society is that we try to tell you guys you know you have to be strong suck it up uh, and so by asking for help as you said Aaron is it's almost like a sign of weakness I shouldn't be feeling this way Mm -hmm. or sometimes we feel like well so many other people have it so much worse who am I to to even bother them with with this I mean I should be able to get over this but with with you Aaron you know you weren't asking for help 
but were people like reaching out to you yeah I had um, I had like my parents they were like putting me in therapy and things like that and I had friends and like some family members like telling me like oh if like you ever need somebody to talk to like I'm here for you and like during those times and I was just like in a really dark place some of those people would come to mind but like I just felt like I didn't want to bother them or that like it'd be better off just keeping it quiet to myself and then that way like nobody would know and like nobody would feel bad for me and stuff like that did you resent it like they're like asking you it's like did you like feel like it's like dude leave me alone it's like it's none of your business sometimes I did yeah sometimes like when people would ask me like if I'm okay I would say like yeah I'm fine like nothing's wrong and I would just like say that to just to get them off of me did you want them to really stop um sometimes sometimes like I would have wished that like they would have like been more persistent like ask me like if I need anything but other times it was just like I just want to be alone and like just go already just to be left alone um how about you Kim um I think when I was, well, I'm still kind of going through it, but when it was like, when I was in the deep hole, I definitely had that mindset of people have had it so much worse, why do I need the help? Because I've seen a psychologist or I've been going to therapy for the past like two, three years. And, it, and in the beginning, when like my session started, I was definitely like, why do I have to be here? Like, I know, I knew mm -hmm. I needed the help, but I wasn't accepting the fact that I needed the help. So I would just sit there and I would just be like, talking about the same thing that happened the previous time where she would ask me oh like the exercises that you've done have they helped you and, like I wouldn't practice the exercise and be like oh yeah definitely you know but in the long run that didn't really help me the line mm -hmm. and definitely having the relationship to with God that I was previously building prior to like where I was in the dark deep hole definitely helped me because I personally feel if I wouldn't have had that relationship with him, things could have gone like terribly worse for me or in that matter. Cause having him there with me, I was like, okay, like these things have happened in my life, but I'm okay. Cause you're here with me currently. You're here like with me. But it was definitely with the help. My parents were helping me. I was getting help, but I didn't want the help which was definitely, in the long run, like, I did. I was like, okay, I need the help. It The help did definitely help. Yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. really hit it well. You know, as as a person who works with young people, I think most people who who don't have the knowledge with regards to mental health background as a, as a professional um, wouldn't identify that, that you were going through something because as a person who goes through... Um, depression, anxiety, or any mental health issues, we hide it well, right? And you guys were like, you would come to yeah. groups, you would come to mass, you would come to, to, to school, you would have your friends, you'd fake a smile, and you, you, as as I said, you could really you faked it well, you you really did, especially you, Kim. It's like yeah, big yeah. smile, real happy, and and so. What were the symptoms that you guys experienced that finally, like, people are seeing? Like, that w w where, where things were changing. Like, for you, Aaron, 
I, I knew you close enough that I knew when you were changing. And it's like, not just the hair, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys, you guys, hopefully we'll do a, a, you know, a picture on this one. You guys can see Aaron's <laughs> hair. But I, I've known Aaron since he was what? You were in the sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was tiny. <laughs> and he had nice straight hair. And now he has these nice curls. Just, yeah, I like to roast them, but uh, <laughs> if you can't take it, then uh, sucks to be you. Um, but, but anyways, I mean, when did you guys feel, you know, there's like, I can't hold this anymore? And when did you call for help or who called for help for you? Um, and how did that go about? Um, I think for me, um, cause I work with, like, I work at, um, an office like with students and like I do a lot of mm -hmm. student interaction and um, I remember there was a day that I came in and um, for my work we have like one-on-ones with my boss and my boss kind of like pulled me in early and she was like hey there's something up with you like it's been like happening for a while and in the beginning I thought you were just tired but there's like something missing from your eyes and um my boss was the one that um, took me, because at school, um, you can, like, get free therapy. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started going. Mm -hmm. Like, how many people say, it's like, you know, it's, it's like, as Dana said, something's missing from your eyes. It's like, there's a void where, like, how many of you guys remember when, when you guys were, like, just happy all the time? And all of a sudden, it's like, I can't seem to find that right now. And, uh it's it's really hard so have you guys um fallen into that and it's taken a while i know i know most of you guys and i've seen you when you've fallen apart and um, i've fallen apart with you um but here we're being flat on honest i mean i gotta say the courage that you guys have here and i really have to say thank you for doing this podcast with us because we're laying out you're laying out your souls um, to total strangers with the knowledge that maybe what you guys are sharing is helping somebody else and I guarantee you it is and it will um, because someone is going to hear this and say yeah this connected what he said what she said um, you know it, it's it's like what changes in your behavior was there? I mean, share with us some 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 of the things that you guys want to share. Something that you guys want to, uh, what you went through, what the struggles were. I mean, what were some of your biggest hurdles, your struggles? Um, for me, it was uh, my mom had like started noticing that like I would withdraw from like my family, and I would be like just alone in my room for like. The whole day and I had also lost an appetite and I was starting to lose a lot of weight and like that's when like she noticed like oh like what's wrong mm -hmm. and what did you say I said nothing nothing how many of you guys when somebody said hey what's wrong nothing yeah. see I, I was the opposite yeah I gain weight uh, so when I go through struggles it's like you know, you hope that it was like, I wish I would like Aaron and just lose weight. But no, I, I gain an extra Aaron. 
um, I gain 50 pounds. And so when, when we deal with anxieties and our mental health, um, we all, some of us stop eating and some of us start eating more mm -hmm. because carbs is my addiction. So who, who can relate to that? I can. Yeah, I think with me, the weight gain that I got when I was, I think sophomore year in high school was when my mom like definitely realized like there's something wrong with Kimberly. Mm -hmm. And that's when she would ask me like, no, like I'm okay. Like I think I'm okay. You know, the okay. And then she's like, like, are you sure? And like stuff like that. Cause at the time my sister was sick. Mm -hmm. So it would be like more attention towards towards her so I'd be like no yeah like it's fine like just focus on Abby like like yeah. I'm good you know just to like not take like the attention I guess that was yeah. my thing and I think with regards to you, you went through some personal trauma with your sister um, who um, who struggled with with a disease that took her life and I think with regards to the rest of us who were there with you I think um, we kind of uh, forgot about Kimberly and um, because we were all so focused on your sister. Yeah. And how did that trauma, did that exacerbate the, the issue that you just became part of the wallpaper? Um, I, don't, I don't know, because like a part of me like knew that the attention on her at the point time was important, that she needed it a bit more than me. But also I was like, I'm still here, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Kimberly's still like, you know, she's still there. But um, now looking back on it, I'm just like, you know, at the time it was what was necessary. You know, she's no longer here. So all the time that was spent with her was and all, I guess, yeah. important. Because you were her, you were her, you were her voice. You were her hand because you wrote for her. Mm -hmm. um, you could read her lips or you spoke for her. Um, I remember that after school you would head to the hospital and and be with her and do your homework there and and you would sleep there and so I think for like your whole high school years you lived in the hospital with her yeah for most of it for sophomore and beginning of junior year um, yeah in the beginning of sophomore year I would head over there do homework there and then I would go home basically just to sleep and then go to school the next day. Wow. That's it. But, yeah. How about you guys? What trauma? Was there any uh, anybody else? Did, did you have a traumatic episode in your life that caused um, the depression or the anxiety or the or the mental health issues that, ar that arose? So you don't have to share if it's uncomfortable. Um, you can just say, yes, it was. Um, no, it wasn't. And we can move on from there. Okay. Does anybody else want to share anything with regards to your experiences? What your um, how many of you guys have been diagnosed? I have. And what's your you know you are you open to sharing what your diagnosis is? Um, I think it was major depression and then just um, anxiety. Anxiety, and major depression. Anybody else? Mine's just depression, general anxiety. General anxiety. Okay. All right. So. And 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 that that's one of the things where it's it's good to have seen a professional um, uh, with regards to how we can diagnose that and how we can move from there. 
So we're going to take a short break. We're going to take a breather. We're going to take a breath. This is a really deep topic. And when we return, we're going to talk about what we can do and what these young people would recommend that we do. So we're back with this connected with Catholic.dad. And the topic we're having is broken and blessed. And we're talking about depression, mental health, anxiety. And from our last part, there's a lot of information that was shared there. Um, thank you guys for really being so open with regards to the, the, the information that you guys are sharing. I think our listeners out there really appreciate that. Um, but now that we've heard your story and what you guys are going through, let's tackle, let's go on to the part where what can we do? You know, I'm here as, as a Catholic dot dad. I'm a parent and I'm old. And our co-host here, Michael, he's in high school. And with, with regards to that, I'm going to ask, and you guys can go around later, and it's like, what would you expect from someone like me, like a parent, from your parents, from teachers, from adults? What would you guys expect with regards to that? So, And then, Michael, you wanted to ask them what? Um, <clears throat> what can I do, or what can your peers do for you? while going through this hard time. So what Michael wants to do is, what he wants to ask you is, what can your peers do? I mean, what what do you want them to do? What can they can do for you? Um, and for me as a parent, as, as from your parents' perspective and from adult perspectives, from your teachers, from your youth ministers, um, from your pastors, um, what do you expect what do you what would you want them to do what is your expectation of us and on the break we were talking about that that term you know someone coming up to you and saying hey how can i help you and kim you said it's like i was like that was one of those no no questions and you know expand on that um so the how can i help you i don't know i guess like with me at the beginning i was like I don't need help so being asked if I need like how I how help could be given to me I was like kind of like but why would you ask me that if I don't need help so it was kind of like that window that I was putting towards myself that like I was closing myself off and like not wanting the help mm -hmm. and then being asked that I was like why I don't know because like help for every person is different mm -hmm. so like and then like sometimes you don't even know how you need help you don't know how you're going to get better or like I don't know like overcome the depression or something like that like for me it was like that I was like I honestly don't know how I need help or what help yeah. I do need it's, it's so like just being asked that question I was sometimes I would be like I don't know because <laughs> yeah. if I could help myself yeah. then I would right yeah so what kind of question is that um you know it's like are you just asking me just to ask me mm -hmm. it's like are you just trying to get into my personal business you know, it's hard enough as it is, right? Yeah. And so, does that resonate with, with I, I, any of you, either of you? So, Dana, you're nodding your head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I also don't really, like, I really don't like it when people are like, how can I help you? Because, like, if I knew what I needed, I would be getting it. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times when people ask, like, oh, how can I help? Or, like, how can I support you? they expect an immediate answer yeah. and if i knew what i wanted right away i would be getting it once again so like be patient because for example like if i ask kim like oh like what can i do for you like how can i help 
me asking her now, her answer could be different from last time or the next time. So things change and you can't always assume that people need the same thing every single time because mm -hmm. people change, people evolve, so. Is just being present for you would be helpful enough? Yeah. It, is it is it that you know that a person can be called upon and will be there? Yeah. I remember someone saying this to me. It's like, I really appreciate that you just sit there and listen. So is that help helpful for you guys? If you guys just want to just what I call you know just vomit out your emotions, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. emotional vomiting, and the other person is just holding a vomit bag. For you. And it's not saying anything, <laughs> they're just holding your hair, right? Just and that's literally what you want. It's just, you know what? Just hold my hair while I vomit out my emotions. You know, how many of you guys have friends like that? Like yeah. the person who holds your hair? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You guys do? Okay. So how about how about you, Lonnie? I mean, what's what's that thing with regards to you know, if I was if I was your parent um or an adult what would you expect um i would say just to let me personally because i like to find i'm i like to do things on my own and sometimes that's kind of hard but i mean like i feel like i learn better that way and i feel if you if you were my parent like to just give me time and just to like be there for me and mm -hmm. like also help me give like give me options as well like not like 5,000 million where I'm like overwhelmed just like you know if I'm here you know like you, you could t I'm a listening ear you know I could talk to you or if you need someone else to be here you know I could bring them over you could just listen or just um even if sometimes your like friends are going out and like they let you go there and like you know like you can talk to them or just just little things like that giving them opportunities giving specific like me opportunities to let myself out give my like let myself go for others I, I love what you said it's like for for parents and for adults to give you options not give you one million things of things that you can do or or you know, sometimes as parents, we get to a point where we start rambling on with all these things that you can do, and and you're not giving us, you're not giving options. You're literally just telling me what I need to do, and I don't want to do that, and I don't want to hear that. How about you, Aaron? I mean, what what's what's some things? I know you you've had some some really struggles right there. So. Um, I think like just parents shouldn't like force a certain type of like way to get over the depression on your child like I know for me talk therapy doesn't work but other things do work like art and music and um like even still like after I had graduated from high school I would just spend all day in the garage just playing guitar it was just it's relaxing and it just like it clears my mind and like when I'm playing the guitar like whatever any any other instrument like my anxiety and depression just like goes away so like for me music really helps more than talk therapy yeah so you found you found a way to to cope yeah and so that's your coping me mechanism 
uh, is play your guitar, sing in your garage, and draw those crazy characters. I thought those were Teletubbies. <laughs> Are those literally Teletubbies? Yeah. But the characters on the chest of those Teletubbies were not the ones that I remembered. But they're really cool, though. Yeah. You had me watching the whole thing. And then the outcome was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> if you guys want to see that, I think his Instagram is what? <laughs> it's um, Delacruz.14. Oh, he's obviously going to have like 10,000 followers. Not like we have that many followers but what about what about for your peers because I know that was that was directed towards parents and adults but what about your peers your peers who all of a sudden like let me ask you on behalf of Michael when you guys were going through this and like your friends your your peer friends um, how many of you guys found out who your real friends were who stood with you and how many of you guys had like friends who were there only for the good times? Do you have? Did you have that? I have a lot of friends, but friends who were there for the good times. And then when my life went into that dark hole, how many of you guys still have that same number of friends? No, I hear a lot of, no. of a lot of no. Um, so, what would you say? What What did those friends who who were were um, who remained with you what did they say what did they do what, what were they doing for you so hold that thought alright we're back sorry about that but catholic.dad's catholic.dog got hungry and was mo moaning and, and growling out there so we had to take care of that so we're back and we're we're going to talk about um, our last um, part section that we were going into with regards to, um, we talked about what parents and what adults can do for you, and that's really great information. Thank you guys for sharing, sharing that. Um, but what about your peers? What about your friends? What about people your own age group that are kind of like hanging out with you? They're hanging out with you. They see that things are changing, and all of a sudden they're leaving you alone because you know who wants to hang out with someone who's depressed all the time or someone who's really you know kind of like moody all the time or um you know it's kind of like have you ever been called like man you're a downer it's like you really bring me down so they start avoiding you but you guys have friends who remained and and so what as michael says what what can they do what do you want them to do i mean do you just want them to leave you alone um, do you want them to call you or wh what can they do? What's what's advice that you would give to Michael or um, your friends who's represented right here by Michael? I mean, this is good advice that you guys can give to people out there um, who's really, I think, are caring for you, but are also just like you, they're in the dark. So knowing what you know, and where have you been? What would you want them to do? I mean, there's that long pause. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I feel like just <clears throat> like check on, check up on people, or not like necessarily like also like saying like, hey, what can I do to help? Not like that. Just like say, like simple things just to show that you care. Like, hey, how's your day? Like, try to get their input. Or, like, because sometimes people feel like they don't they're nobody asked them like how how's their day how they're feeling you know and like w i feel like 
in the long run, once you start making that relationship with someone, you can easily talk to them about the, your feelings. So when they ask, hey, how's your day? It's like, oh, pretty bad, actually. Like, you know, like this, some, this and this happened and all that stuff. And you can, I feel like just by doing that for a little bit and like after a while, it just, it helps them get, give them like that security of, hey, like I do have that one person in my life that like, you know, they care. I know that yeah. they care and they're still going to be here for me through this and that and whatever goes on in life. Yeah, that's, that's really great. How about anybody else? Uh, what's, what's advice you would give to Michael or someone who's represented by Michael here, your peers? I think for me it would just be like the same thing like Leilani said, just like every day, just like maybe like, oh, good morning, hope you have like a great day, stuff like that, because like eventually like you'll start creating like a connection with that person and then like once you like need to like get all of your emotions out there you'll feel comfortable enough with that person since you already have like kind of a connection with them and like you'll feel like they're a safe person to like talk to about mm -hmm. like your feelings and stuff like that so annoying scripture verses every morning at <laughs> 605 is uh, no 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 good yeah, they're good. Okay, because you weren't. I wasn't gonna stop, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kim? I think it's just like a simple good morning, like every time you see a person. I know, like with me, because I had a zero period in high school. Uh, no, no, what's up? What's up? I know what's up. What's up? All just right. like for me, like a simple like, good morning. So I had a zero period in high school, and I had four friends in that class, and I would always just walk in and say good morning, like just to start off the morning like that, because you never know how a person's day was the previous night or how they're doing that morning. So I feel like for me, whenever someone would say good morning to me, it would just lighten up my day. So I would do that to other people just to say, okay, like that makes me feel good. Maybe I'll make another person feel good. So you were literally doing for people what you wanted for them to do to you. In a sense, In yeah, a sense. I guess. Yeah. <coughs> wow. I never looked at it that way. It's like sometimes it's just being there. It's mm -hmm. like sometimes people are actually um, speaking without having to tell you, "Hey, you know what? I I need I need something." Mm -hmm. That's like a, it's sharing, you know, just kindness. Yeah. Wow. By you, Dana. Um, I have a a really good friend at school who um, because like when I'm going through it, I'll like forget to take care of myself. So she'll be like, "Hey, um." don't forget to eat or she'll be like have you eaten today or hey like mm -hmm. i brought you this water or um what helps me like a lot is um um she'll she'll say like um hey like let's go to the gym because like that helps with my anxiety and um um we've been friends for like the four years that i've been in college so um mm -hmm. we've established this thing where when one of us needs to talk um, the other one will say, hey, let's go for a drive. Because then no one else has to know, mm -hmm. like, oh, something's something's up. We're just going for a drive. And then we'll, like, park somewhere and talk. Um, but just having that option of someone who's, like, down for you, mm -hmm. even if you're having a hard time. Um, yeah, like they were saying, just having the option to have someone, because... I think we all feel like we don't want to bother people and we don't want to be annoying because people have like their own things but when 
the way that it was explained to me was if you were in your friend's like if the positions were swapped wouldn't you want your friend to ask you for help Mm -hmm. because you don't want your friends to be alone when they're in hard times and and that leads to with regards to to sometimes that call for help you know it's 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 kind of crazy because um you know it's it's what can we do and a lot of times when people go through depression and things like this we think about you know if it was just over you know if my life was just over things would be so much um better but you know this is a podcast of faith and we all understand that that's not the way that we go about things that <coughs> that um there are answers um might not be the answers that we're looking for you know in my line of work i always tell people that mental health is so important that we need to have a therapist a provider and someone to to talk to i always give this example you know all of us have doctors and we visit the doctor at least one time a year to just make sure that we're okay get that physical make sure we get our meds especially when you get as old as uh, catholic not dad you see them more often because you know things start falling off um, and then, you know, how many of you guys have dentists? And we all have dentists, and we see our dentists at least twice a year because, you know, we don't want cavities, and we don't want our teeth to fall, and definitely we don't want halitosis uh, because, you know, we don't want people to avoid us. But a lot of times <laughs> what we have is no one chooses to take care of their emotional health, their mental health. And because we don't see it, people don't see it, that we're literally drowning inside. And there are services out there that, that helps us with regards to taking care of our mental health. And, you know, I want to give some things out there um, for parents, for teens. There's called the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And, and here's the thing, the stigma. Illness. Mental illness. That's not to say that just because we talk about mental illness and there's a, a wide variety of mental illness doesn't mean that you're crazy. See, we need to put that to rest right now. Mental illness does not equate crazy. What's crazy is when we're struggling with depression, when we're struggling with anxiety and things like this and our mental health is not seeking help. That's crazy. Mental illness is just part of those things that we go through life. And so the National Alliance on Mental Health, uh, on Mental Illness, the number for that, if you want to learn more about that, is 1-800-950-NAMI. And that is a really important thing. And one of the things is visit their website at nami.org. That's nami.org. And you'll get to learn so much more. You'll find support services. You'll get to find what the definitions are and the, a whole slew of library of what to look for. You can also look at with regards to living with mental health conditions, what to do as a family member, as a care provider, information with regards to teens and young people, the LGBTQ community, uh, diverse communities, what it is with regards to law enforcement. There's many people in our law enforcement community that struggle with their mental health. And so there's a lot of information there. And so I want you guys to make sure that, that you write that down. N-A-M-I dot org. Look it up. 
Um, there's also one of the most beautiful things with regards to um, NAMI is they have a crisis text line. Literally a crisis text line. You can text them at 741-741. Again, that's 741-741. And with this, you can connect with a trained crisis counselor to receive free 24-7 crisis support via text. Now, a lot of us don't want to see a person. A lot of us don't want to talk to a person live. But definitely a lot of us are more comfortable with just texting someone when we're in crisis. And then we can develop crisis plans with them and maybe encourage us to seek help. The last thing I want to give you guys is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. We call that the Lifeline. And this number is 800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255. All this information is so important because when we are calling for help, we want to make sure that there's someone on the other side listening, listening to us listening to our pain, listening to our hurt. Um, and and for, for some of us, um, we just need to be able to be having an open ear. And as, as Lonnie said, just someone to hold our hair while we do that emotional vomit and just to hold, hold our hair. You can't hold Catholic dad's hair because he falls. <laughs> um, but, you know, just hold his head up. Um, but those are some of the things. So... We always end this uh, our episodes with scripture, and so we're gonna have um, two of our panelists um, to read us a couple of scripture verses um, just to, to close us this evening. But before we read that, does anybody have any closing things that they want to say? Um, things that you want to say out there to our to our listeners, um, you know. Um, I think I would definitely say whenever you're feeling that you're in your rough patch, turn to scripture. You know, that's what I would do. I would Google, you know, scriptures for depression, for anxiety, whenever I was, like, really going through it. And one of my, like, I guess, like, my favorite ones, or, like, the ones that I would always turn to, was um, 1 Peter 5, 7. And it goes roughly, like, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares, for he mm cares yeah so like i would like take that into mind as okay so whatever i'm going through i'll pray to god about it and he'll handle it he'll lead whatever way i have to go he'll lead me in that direction so that's like my thing wow okay anybody else um uh well just a little thing like um kind of tying into what kim said was like um Whenever you're like feeling a cer this certain way, like depression or you're having an anxiety attack or whatever that's going on in your life, just give yourself to God, give your soul to God, and give let go of all the negative things that are happening. Even if it's the little things, just give it to Him, and He will catch you. He will hold you, and like He will bring you towards Him and all the people that love you and that care for you. And that he's blessed you with and it's just I feel like it's a hard thing to do to open yourself up to God but the littlest crack that you open your heart to him it's like he will the Holy Spirit Spirit will fill your heart he will fill your heart and you just 
you feel it you you know when it's gonna happen and at that point at that time it takes it's gonna take time to go to to reach the point where you're happy where you feel like yeah like you know i'm i'm good you know i don't i don't feel like crying <laughs> i i but like it's just i feel like it's just good to give yourself to god at that time and also um this podcast wasn't a lot about like not a lot of us were talking <laughs> it was more about like you know i don't know like suicidal prevention like you know just more facts and i like understand that but i feel like a lot of us just keep in mind that a lot of us have our stories and that we've are thinking about them a lot mm-hmm. you know going in our heads and yeah just that i feel like that's mostly the main reason why not a lot of us were speaking out because we were just replaying in our head that you know, yeah. going on. Yeah. Each and every one of you and each and every one of us have our own personal stories. And each and every one of us have close friends that we share those stories with. And it's good to have people around you. Because as the mystical body of Christ, we are not by ourselves. And we need to understand that we are not alone. And then in order for us to heal, we need those other people. But how those other people um, listen to you or be there with you, I think that's the hardest part for some of us. Um, for you who struggle with, with depression and anxiety and any other mental health issues. And for those people who are around you, I think that's where um, the disconnect is. Hopefully what we have after this is at least opening that conversation with other people to to say hey we need to talk about this more or your friends and friends out there who say wow i really need to focus a little bit more on this it's uh and i need to not just avoid it but i need to not be that person that keeps kneeling someone hey are you okay are you okay are you okay leave me alone i told you i'm okay just be there to say good morning and leave it at that how about you, Aaron? You got anything, last things to say? No. Nope. I love that answer from Aaron. Because so every time I ask, hey, Aaron, got anything to say? No. All right, leave you alone. Um, so let's let's read a couple of verses. Because we always like to end with a couple of um, verses. So, Kim, share with us that verse that we have. So, a letter from St. Paul to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Amen. And we have one more. And Lonnie, if if you can read for us that other um, reading from the Gospel of John, um, read us that just one that one Um, verse. The reading from the book of John, chapter fourteen, verse one: Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And I want to end that with that. That says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And that Jesus wants to protect his disciples from despair when he was talking to them. And 
he wants to protect them from despair and his death from and from discouragement when persecution comes their way and each and every one of you guys and each and every one of us when we go through these episodes in our lives we feel like we're going through persecution it's always coming our way so only the peace of god that surpasses understanding can calm our anxieties because that's what jesus gave them only the peace of God that surpasses understanding can calm their anxieties. And that ties in with Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to, to 8 that we read. But what I want to end that is with Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, where it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. And, you know, I want to thank you guys for, for opening up here and sharing with, with our listeners out there what it means for you um, so in ending that's all we have for this time around I hope you listen to our next episode of this connected with Catholic thought dad again send us an email information questions and anything that you have comments to our email address at catholic.dad50 at gmail.com you can also send us a, a voicemail the link is in the episode description and maybe we'll put um, your voice on the air to be able to answer them. Don't forget to rate this podcast and share it. Give us a review. Share it with your friends, your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, you know, people that you know. Post one of those things that you like us. We don't really care. We just want to make sure that people hear this message that we're providing. We just want you guys to, to hear a little bit more. Remember, live a life of holiness we will be praying for you. Please pray for us. And most importantly, until next time, be blessed and be third. third. Yeah, we're a little late there, but yeah, be blessed and be, be third. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021, T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.